Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel. And guess what? You are listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Thursday, November 11th, 2021 in the Gregorian calendar and the 7th of Kislev 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Americans always find it hard to believe that Iran could want to eliminate the Jewish state, and I usually tell them, guys, it's public information, okay? They have said it time and again. They want to wipe the Jewish state off the face of the map. Well, here is a great example. The commander of Iran's Revolutionary Guard Aerospace Force said today that Israel is, quote, doomed to termination, end quote, if the state makes any move against the Islamic Repu- against the Islamic Republic that doesn't work for them. Israel responded with IDF Chief of Staff Aviv Kohavi saying the military is boosting preparations for a possible attack on Iran's nuclear facilities. Iran has time and again threatened to eliminate Israel off the face of the map using a nuclear bomb, which is what what would make him say that. And Defense Minister Benny Gantz says the country would carry out operations that have never been seen in the past if regional war breaks out. During the ceremony in Tehran, the commander mocked Israel for, quote, being the only regime in the world arguing about how to survive, end quote. This upcoming Sunday, there will be a vote about term limits. Ah, yes, term limits in Israel. Just as Minister Gideon Sa'ar has been pushing for Israel to have term limits, particularly for prime minister, which would cap a person's time in office to eight years total. The Ministerial Committee for Legislation will have to approve this. The bill, if it goes through, would only work moving forward, which means that Bibi Netanyahu, Israel's former prime minister, would be allowed to run for office again. Turkish police have arrested two Israeli nationals under unclear circumstances. Khan News came out with the first report on this. The TV program did not identify who was being held or for what reason, but a foreign ministry spokesperson tells Khan that they're dealing with the situation. Just one month ago, the Turkish Sabad Daily reported that Turkish authorities arrested 15 men who were accused of being Israeli Mossad agents. It was front page news in Turkey, and we covered it here in the podcast as well. Israel denies these claims with the Foreign Affairs and Defense Committee, saying none of those men are Mossad agents at all. So far, Turkey has made no official comment on the arrest of the two Israelis. I'm interested in this story, and I will keep you up to date when more information comes out. Israel has promised Ethiopia that it would return any immigrants that have been evacuated to Israel in recent months if they find out that they have committed war crimes. The report from Channel 13 comes after Ethiopian Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed and Prime Minister Bennett of Israel apparently had a heated phone call. Abiy angrily told Bennett that some Ethiopians airlifted to Israel were officers involved in war crimes in Ethiopia's ongoing conflict with Tigrayan rebels. Over the last weeks, Israel has upped its effort to bring Ethiopia's Jewish community members to Israel as rebel forces near the capital of Addis Ababa have gotten increasingly violent, and it's not safe for anyone, much less the Jewish community. 
President Isaac Herzog of Israel says we must continue to bring them over to Israel quickly. According to a Channel 13 security source, at least four officers are among the 2,000 brought to Israel since fighting broke out in the African nation over the last year. The Ethiopian government has accused them of carrying out massacres in Ethiopia's northern Tigray region. The report did not outline how Israel was going to identify the individuals involved in the alleged war crimes. However, the process will likely be complicated as many of those airlifted from Ethiopia came with no identifying documents. Here's more information on a story that we brought you earlier this week. Israel has designated six Palestinian human rights groups as terror groups after being accused of links to the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine, a group whose armed wing carries out attacks against Israelis. The military order signed by Defense Minister Benny Gantz effectively outlawed six non-governmental organizations. However, the organizations will still legally operate in the West Bank unless the Israel Defense Forces Central Command issues an order to stop them. Some groups that receive the terror designations are human rights organizations that offer legal aid, collect data about arrests, and advocate against torture. The groups that receive the title are Al-Haq, the Palestine Branch of Defense for Children International, the Union of Agricultural Work Committees, the Union of Palestinian Women's Committees, and the Bizon Center for Research and Development. The UN Human Rights Commissioner denounced the decision by Israel, saying it's an attack on human rights defenders, on freedoms of association, opinion, and expression, and on the right to public participation. She called the groups the most reputable human rights and human humanitarian groups in the occupied Palestinian territory and for decades have worked closely with the UN or the United Nations. Israel has issued a 74-page dossier compiled by the Israeli Shin Bet security organization to its European counterparts detailing the alleged connections of the NGOs to terrorism. If you're a little bit confused about this, I'll, I'll explain. By, put, by Israel putting these six organizations on... So, so-called a blacklist, it could affect their funding and it could affect their operations, their daily operations. So that's why this is becoming a big news story. But Israel is certain that these organizations have links to terror and the organizations themselves have denied it outright. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. The financial support that we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and it helps us continue to grow and reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note from me and a little poem that I write to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. Thank you for your interest in being up to date on Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world's politics. We have one central link in the show notes which you can click on and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at israeldaily.news. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on social media at israeldaily.news as well as Shanafold. My name has two N's in it and I'm very sensitive about that. I'd like to say that the Instagram page, the Shanafold Instagram page, which is my personal one, has some new followers on it. And a lot of those followers are coming from the University of Massachusetts. 
I gave a talk via Zoom to their class on Tuesday night, and it went over so well. I'm getting feedback still from the students. I'm getting emails coming from them saying that they love the talk. They loved learning about Israel. I really packed in a lot, okay? This class was about cross-cultural marketing. So I talked about the differences in culture, especially while doing business, the differences between the United States and Israel. I also included some research that I did about cross-cultural business between Israelis and Palestinians. I conducted some interviews before I went into this lecture so that I could present my findings. And it was really awesome to get great feedback. I also want to say that last night I was up late doing my taxes and it was very annoying. It was very annoying to look through the entire year of 2020 and locate all of my receipts and all of my invoices and all of the things that could potentially be an expense or a write-off for the business. However, at the end of the day, it made me realize how much the Israel Daily News has grown. It has launched. It is more than a podcast. It is a business. It is an institution. I have systems in place. I have people that I'm working with. I have partners that I'm in discussion with. Advertisers are reaching out to us. And in addition to all of that, I really looked through all of the work that I did over the past. I mean, at this point, it's a year and a half, but the taxes I'm just filing are for the year of 2020. And even just in 2020, there were so many expenses that I made for the business so much money that I put down and uh, it just made me realize how far along that I've come and how much I've invested mentally financially into this project and so I have to say doing my taxes was more than just doing my taxes last night I hope you guys can understand what I mean doing my taxes was a was a real adult feeling and uh, it made me feel that the business is maturing so I just wanted to share those good thoughts with you All right, well, you guys know that I love New York City, and that is where I'm from, so I had to include include this news story about a woman that I met in the New York One newsroom three years ago, who today is the governor of the state of New York. Governor Kathy Hochul, who is from Buffalo, New York, gave her first speech ever to the state's Jewish community Wednesday, and she said she opposes moves by members of her party who are against Israel. She said this, As a member of Congress a decade ago, I stood firm with Israel when they were under assault, and even more recently, as a Democrat, now I reject the individuals in my party who are making this an issue and questioning our commitment to Israel. The meeting was held virtually, and it was organized by the Jewish Community Relations Council of New York. Hochul says she even has plans on boosting trade and technological ties between New York State and Israel, with a focus on healthcare. A little bit more about Kathy Hochul. I had the pleasure of interviewing her with my mentor, Cheryl Wills, for Cheryl's show that was called In Focus. This magazine-style public relations, public affairs show came out on Sundays, and I worked on it as the associate producer. It was my favorite job, I think, at New York One. I loved working on this show because I did a lot of pre-interviews, I did a lot of research, and I really learned how a show is put together. 
by doing this show. It was a great, great intro. And thank you to my mentor, Cheryl Wills, who introduced me to all of the most powerful people in New York. Seriously, really was a great way to connect, to learn, and uh, I I just can't thank her enough. It was really cool to meet the then Deputy Governor Kathy Hochul, who became the official governor of the state of New York. All right, well, that is it for today's show. Today is Thursday, November 11th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 14 degrees Celsius and a high of 24 degrees. That's 58 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 75 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. If you're signed up, you'll get it in your email email inbox on Sunday evenings or Monday morning whenever you wherever you are in the world it'll make a difference thank you to Alex Schloss for some of today's stories thank you to Michelle Milner for her social media work Monday night an announcement I'll be hosting the deputy mayor of Jerusalem at the Sunset Series event, which is my baby, and I host it every Monday night. It's a cocktail hour with a speaker, and this week we have the honor of having the woman running the show behind the scenes in Jerusalem. Her name is Flor, and we're going to have Flor come and speak to our international community. We have South Americans, South Africans, Europeans, North Americans from Canada, from the United States. We have Australians, and we have everyone. We have a lot of French too that come to our event. We we cannot wait to drink in some of her awesomeness. We're going to have a question and answer after that. We're going to be at the Capella Cocktail Bar in Sorona, that's in Tel Aviv. And I also want to say if you could make a little thought for me today, a little prayer for me today that I should get over my cold. I don't have corona, but I am having I'm still not recovered from being really sick last week. And I hope that you can't hear it in my voice, but I am not recovered. I have a terrible cough. I'm drinking Israeli cough syrup for the first time in my life. Never had it. I'm used to Robitussin, which is like a cherry syrup. This one is like a honey menthol like a weird honey menthol taste, and I'm, I'm getting it down the best that I can. It's the only thing that is suppressing my cough. So if you could just have, a, have me in mind that I should recover from this because I really need to use my voice and my lungs to do my work, that would be great. Thank you, everyone. I'm going to send you off today with a song called Arlette by Ya'ara Sholian. Have a great and productive day and a restful weekend. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. הכוס תשכיח כל מה שנפל ומה שעוד יפול מלאי כוסך היא תשכיח כל מה שנפל ומה שעוד יפול במבט אחד בורטט שכחתי מעצמי כל היום אתה נוטט ואני במקומי מקומי מקומי על מטבע מזהב Malik 
אז תשכיח כל מה שנפל ומה שעוד ייפול מה לי כוסך? היא תשכיח כל מה שנפל ומה שעוד ייפול בין ייאוש וגאווה מתאפרת לכבודי שמה אודם אהבה לצלילי הנדודים נדודים נדודים במבטך את בוטד שכחתי מעצמי כל היום אתה נוטד ואני במקומי מקומי מקומי של הגשם והקול שופע לטפת ראשי אהובי מבקשת והאור בוקע נשארתי בתוך זיכרון שהשארת כשאמרת את בלב שלי הלב 